0: So it's a pleasure. So it's a pleasure being here once again. And I'd like to say thank you for all those that listen to the segment and all those that continue giving me the support so brethren today i would like to speak about your gifts so unto a need can give you a seed meaning a child now all scriptures will be read from the king james version bible so i'll start brethren In time saints the importance of ministering to the lord and to others with our substance has for too long been underestimated by the leadership of modern Christendom. And the fallout of this neglect is that too many saints enjoy a far lower standard of living than is necessary today. Moreover, this lack of adequate teaching on giving and receiving in third world churches has resulted in the polarization of all churches into those that are for prosperity and those that are against. In so doing, we have allowed this silly prosperity war which started in the United States of America to be played out in our Caribbean pulpits. And what havoc it has caused in the body of Christ. May God help us to really wake up. Now, what was mentioned shortly? These were the state of affairs and it need not have existed. For the Bible has adequate information to enable one to make the right doctrinal conclusions. For while the Bible does not link being righteous with having riches, it surely does not equate being righteous with having nothing. On the other hand, while our Bible is not lacking in its teaching against covetousness, it definitely allows for one to be righteous and yet prosperous this fact can be read by reading the third john chapter one verse two that scripture surely substantiates what i'm saying today now what this text shows therefore is that the acceptable christian position falls somewhere in the middle of this pro and no prosperity issue after having clarified this thorny issue i shall now proceed to show you how you can cause your liberality to work for your family if one is properly taught in the virtues of biblical giving one would also understand that there are no limits to a Christian's blessings of this I am sure for God has no pleasure in seeing you poor moreover Abraham and Job have long settled that score and if you ever try to query this fact Just remember that although in the early church they had to endure grievous torments and attacks, they certainly had no lack, as Acts chapter 4 verse 34 states. Now, brethren, in this ministry of giving, one's blessings are not limited to material well-being. For we have already seen that in addition to being materially blessed, the widowed Seed to Elijah's need, had her son raised from the dead. So that's first Kings chapter 17, verses 17 to 23. These blessings were indeed remarkable under the ministry of Elijah, but during the ministry of Elisha, things were even better as can be seen hereafter. Brethren if one were to take a cue from Elisha's ministry the incidence of childlessness in christian families would be far less if men of god who are genuinely anointed we only learn to bless are you sure about that of course i am for if jesus is the same yesterday today and forever If he did it under the old covenant, under the new covenant, I would expect him to do even better. For Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 is my guarantee on this critical matter. And for proof that such a thing can happen, I simply ask you to read 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 8 to 37. Now Elisha who had succeeded Elijah, went down to Shunim, where he met a wealthy Shunammite woman. The unique thing about this lady was that she was not only rich in material things, she was also rich in good works. Evidence of this can be gleaned from the fact that from time to time, she would entertain Elijah and his companion at her own expense. Moreover, As time went by, she persuaded her husband that they should provide the man of God with his own apartment at no cost to him whatsoever. Because of this act of benevolence to the man of God, this childless wealthy couple received a wonderful miracle. Like the widow of Zarephath, this wealthy Shunammite woman had a dire need. She longed for a son on whom she would lavish her love but up to that time she had none so what did she do instead she bestowed an abundance of love on Elisha, a child of the king and that really worked for her as a result of her kindness the man of God inquired what her real need was he then found out that she was childless and sent for her knowing that God Fulfills the words of his prophets. He informed her that about that set time. The following year. She would embrace her own son. And notwithstanding the fact that. Initially she did not believe. The word of Elisha was fulfilled. For she did conceive and bear a son. Just as the prophet of God said she would. So that's 2nd Kings chapter 4. Verses 16 to 17 surely the embracing of her own son was not the end of her blessing for she and her husband undoubtedly had many happy days with their son who brought great joy to their marriage however as the child grew one day he fell sick and died but by this time her faith in god had grown tremendously so she rightly reasoned, If God could have given me a son when I was barren, can He not now restore him to me again? With this level of faith in God, she set out to contact the man of God. On seeing the woman and learning of her plight, he sent his servant with his anointed staff with instructions to secure her son's restoration. As it turned out, this initial attempt to restore her son was not successful. Therefore, Elisha himself set out for the house where the dead child was. When he entered the house, he shut the door upon himself and the child and prayed. Then he stretched himself upon the child and the child's flesh became warm again. He arose and walked to and fro in the house, then went and stretched himself again on the child This time the child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. He then sent for the child's mother, who left with him alive soon after. So that's 2nd chapter 4, verses 18 to 37. So verse 8 to 9, in Psalm chapter 107 and Psalm 130. So I read Psalm 107 verse 8 first and then psalm 113 verse 9 after so verse 8 all that men would praise the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men verse 9 he maketh a barren woman to keep house and to be the joyful mother of children praise ye the lord now one might ask do you really believe that god will do that today well brethren if hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 is true i am convinced that he will surely do that and much more for you therefore if a child is your greatest need to so what was shared to the nation and the following poem i pray you'll take earnest heed. so the poem goes like this so to you, my dear childless brethren in the faith, you whose disappointments have been also oh so great, I hereby assure you it's never too late. If only in God your faith you would place. So if a child is your greatest need, to the above admonition, I pray you'd pay heed. For if from your heart you sow precious seeds, you can move God's hand to give you a seed. So, as I close, when doubt assails you, please remember that a couple from Shunem broke barrenness even under the old and weaker covenant. Therefore, you can surely overcome sin as you diligently sow precious seeds in Jesus' name. So, that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next sunday again i would like to say thank you all for listening remember jesus christ will be returning and he will be returning soon so brethren please prepare yourselves for his return please spend time in reading the holy bible on a daily basis brethren jesus christ loves you i love you strengthen yourselves in the world so have a safe and productive week bless